0: Hello and welcome to the DIRDcast. This is episode one. If you have come here for DIRD music, I do apologise. We're going to disappoint you. This is the DIRDcast, which is a dad nerd podcast. My name's Paul. You may recognise my voice from the Geeks Codex. And if you do, uh, welcome. And if you don't, that's fine, because this is a completely separate podcast in which dads talk about raising their young nerd children. Um, Not necessarily nerd children, but nerdily raising their children, as I should say.
1: Future generations of nerddom.
0: There you go. (laughs) Raising the next bunch of of comic book and and film and gaming and other things nerds.
1: And making sure they get it right this time.
0: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You'll hear another voice there, and that is my um, co-host, which is Mex. Hello. And uh, we together are going to discuss uh, a couple of topics. We, we have a short uh, little feature that we're going through and then our actual topic, which is the, the most important topic for May, which is obviously Star Wars month. And we are getting obviously the last Star Wars this year from the nine Star Wars that are the most important Star Wars.
1: Of the Star wars y <laughs> this
0: is um, not the side stories because they're only side stories. And then there'll be more Star Wars, but there'll be different Star Wars. But yes, so we'll be talking about the viewing order for children of the Star Wars films. Before we get into that, it will be our regular feature, which will be Fathers of Fiction, uh, where we look at a particular father in fiction, specifically a nerd medium fiction. And we discuss how good or bad or indifferent a father they might be. Uh, And because this is a a Star Wars special episode, uh, we are talking about today the best of the worst of the Star Wars fathers, arguably, Han Solo. If you have not seen any Star Wars films, which is unlikely because you're listening to a podcast about dads talking about nerd things, you will be unaware that Han Solo is in fact not necessarily recognised as a father figure in Star Wars as as iconically as some other people are, but he is definitely the worst of the father figures in Star Wars because other father figures in Star Wars had excuses, whereas he was fully aware that he had a child and also aware that the family had issues in terms of raising children vis-a-vis the actual Skywalker families and yet still let his wife... Allow his son to be trained by a half Jedi because he's not a real Jedi. It's Luke. He's, he's he's he was trained by one particular Jedi on a on a moon planet. He's not a real Jedi. Just quit going through like a a cram school of, of Jediing.
1: Well, there's no other Jedi to deny that he's not a Jedi. <laughs> so he's the jediest of <laughs> exactly. the non Jedi. That's, that's
0: essentially what it is. It's
1: it's just turning up and going. Well, no one's going to correct me. So I'm the Jedi now. I'm not opposed to using force chokes. The Jedi's definitely use force chokes now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When when you're the only one who has the rule books, you can essentially make up your own rules. You can say, now Jedi's can use the force to gamble because whereas previously it was frowned upon, it's cool now because...
1: It's because shut up, I have money. (laughs) Exactly,
0: yeah. That's the rule of, of, of cash. And everyone knows that... The rich get to make all the rules and, and that's how the Jedi work also. But yeah, it is a case that, as I say, Han Solo, knowing full well that both the mother of, of his child, Ben, and and her brother, who is unstable at the best of times, probably weren't the people to allow them to train his son Still went ahead with it.
1: Well, yeah he he watched that he knows that they're siblings and yet he watched them kiss. Yep, he he <laughs> totally did that as well. I mean, I was totally willing to let her go off with him before she told him that. I was like, wait, what did I almost let them do?
0: Exactly, and uh, I think the other thing there that's it's most troubling in terms of of making it so that you're like, oh, one second, let me let me just roll that back. Is is not only was he willing to let them go off as even though they're siblings, it is the fact that he was then like, oh, but. But now that you're not together, I'm totally going to move in there and and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Now I'm going to be with you, even though I was a little bit scummy uh, and a bit creepy on you. So, yeah, it's generally, Han-, Han Solo, he gets painted in a very, like, favourable light by a lot
1: of... Uh, the movies in terms of how
0: like oh he's a cool guy
1: he's a cool guy he doesn't follow the rules he don't need nobody but he will come back for you and love you yeah.
0: uh, and also <laughs> it, it, it does make it out like he's he's particularly good at what he does um which is flies around in a, in a really good spaceship with a, a co-pilot who's really good at being a co-pilot
1: chewy's he's holding all the weight
0: there he's doing all the work <laughs> Exactly, because since the his passing, the Millennium Falcon's been flying fine with just Chewie, which would suggest that Han Solo was essentially there just as an ornament.
1: I get to press the flashy button, though. I get to press the flashy button and say go to hyperspace.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he he carried a gun and shot people, and and, and he, they- even
1: that he wasn't uh, as good as because he got uh, Chewie's one in the. In the seventh movie and he was like oh i see why you like this and he's like i want to keep this it's better than mine what have i been doing all this time yeah
0: it essentially paints him as rather inept
1: this was the first gun i picked up i thought that was just how it worked you you equip the one gun and you don't upgrade it's yours now
0: <laughs> it's not like space is infinitely full of, of, of different weapons that you could choose and, and upgrade from it's it's just it's got one gun and it's got one spaceship and it, apparently, that's the way you you run your life. Is, is you go? I'm used to these things now, and I'm not going to try any harder. Which is is pretty pretty lowly.
1: It, it's pretty much his dad thing too. It's pretty much like ah, I'm not going to try any harder at this. It's just like ben, ben, go go take hey take a bath. No, <laughs> well I, I tried. I'm not going to do any more. What can you do?
0: <laughs> exactly. And in in terms of his own upbringing, being an orphan in the. Um, side story of Solo. Basically, oh, I'm not in a loving family scenario, so what I'm going to do is is totally just abandon my child because I want them to feel the same horrible pain that I did as growing up because that's the kind of great dad I'm trying to be. And you're like, that's that's not good parenting. <laughs> you always want to do better for your kids.
1: <laughs> you always want to give up stuff for your kids, and clearly he, he didn't do that. Because you're like, when... It's amazing because a lot of people like to think of ourselves when, when before you're a dad, you're you're like I'm the rebel, I do what I want, and nothing's gonna change. That all of a sudden the kids going, you're you're like, got your hands outstretched to make sure nothing's coming near the carrier that you've got them in. <laughs> it just it, it changes so quickly, and and he clearly doesn't show anything like that. I mean, the closest bit you get is when he, they finally actually meet each other for the first time filmed, as it were. Mm. Like, clearly not the first time they've met. And he's like, basically saying, yeah, you were never there for me. And it's like, oh my god, angsty teen with this. And he's talking to his dad, and his dad's like, I want my son back. And it's like, well, you should have been there for me when you had the chance, <laughs>
0: which is is all
1: valid points. I was I was so surprised. I was so surprised he didn't literally just say to him, "Just like first time for everything." Then, eh? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's it's
0: in terms of like a, a representation of a dad. People are like, "Ah, oh, Darth Vader. Oh, he's an awful awful father." But at the same time, it is a case that he didn't know that he had a son, and when he found out, he wanted him to join him in the family business.
1: He also we also when Darth Vader found out that Leia was his Luke's twin sister using the force which I'm surprised he didn't try to figure that out before but a different time. He also was like, "Oh, maybe she'll join us if you won't then." Exactly. Maybe your sister, maybe your sister isn't as stupid as you are. You see, he's he's
0: thinking about these things logically. He's going, "I'm I'm going to try and at least like reach out to your children, and try and get you to understand where I'm coming from here." Because as far as you're aware, that I'm the bad guy, but I'm not really. I'm just trying to.
1: I mean, yeah, he would say things like, "You, you don't know the power of the dark side. You don't know the power of the Emperor." And Han, pretty much for someone who says he doesn't, say, uh, "Who? Oh no, wait, no, he wasn't him who fought that. It was Obi Wan who said he didn't believe in luck." <laughs> but but Han basically is pretty much. A, I'm just gonna. He's a wing it by kind of guy. Hmm. And it was just the time when his luck finally ran out was when he actually's like, okay, now I have to do something I've never done before. Be a parent. Yeah. Come, son, you're doing a bad thing. I'm sorry that I probably haven't been the best influence and you ran to the nearest f- authority father figure you could find who was actually willing to train you and not murder you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but, but trust me, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I
0: mean, from Ben Solo's perspective, it is essentially a guy that Whilst, whilst your father did abandon you to a crazy uncle who didn't, as you say, try to kill him in his sleep, it, it doesn't really instill confidence in their judgment. Like when they're saying, oh, these people are bad. Well, have they ever tried to kill me? No. Cool. <laughs>
1: I get the feeling that um, that Han kind of thought that he would let Leia do all a lot of the parenting, which which there, there is a sort of thing when you're when you're first finding out you're gonna be a dad, you're kind of like I don't know how I'm gonna rear a child, but I've heard all these things about maternal instincts. I'll just follow my wife's lead, but clearly because she went from I'm Princess Leia to General Leia, she's clearly much more demanding, and he was probably like. Ah, oh, damn it, if I can I'm gonna have to actually be a good example and I'm gonna have to like wash the dishes or something and like give up say I'm gonna have to give up my ship and get a uh, say the the space equivalent of a people carrier. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, no, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah,
0: trading in the uh, Millennium Falcon for uh, the Millennium uh, SUV and <laughs> it has got extra safety features and it doesn't have doesn't have the holographic chest, it just has a. Uh, an iPad that plays—it
1: has holographic school exactly. lessons.
0: Exactly, it just plays uh, uh, nursery rhymes just on a constant loop. Um,
1: oh yes, the fun. There you go. <laughs> the, the droids on the ship go. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I mean, go bleep bloop bleep bleep bloop bleep. <laughs> give
0: Disney long enough, they'll get there. It's it's fine. We'll we'll get a.
1: Oh do Oh no! What have we done? We've probably given them
0: ideas. What have we done? I'm sure there's some boardroom just <laughs> plastered full of those on, on sticky
1: notes. It's like, what do we need to take over next? Um, Say, so what haven't we haven't we uh, gouged people's money for yet? There you go.
0: Well, it's all Disney's money in the end. It's just how they get to it, is all. Um, yes. Yeah, so, in terms of father figures for um, for fiction for this particular episode um i would say that, that in term in rating han solo especially against other father figures in the sh- the series um i would say that possibly his his best attribute is um consistency of hair he's always had like a good head of hair on him which seems to be a, a priority for a man who doesn't seem to care about anything else a lot Oh, he has one friend
1: he is one drinking buddy that uh, no one can understand because he's always hammered. Yeah,
0: looking after Han Chewie essentially is, is the better part of that particular friendship.
1: Chewie's the emotional one. Chewie will, Chewie will be there for you to lean on in times of hard time, and Han's just going to be the guy who will go, suck it up. I when I was a child that's probably his thing as a dad at best. <laughs> he was probably like, "When I was a kid, I had to I had a dream and I stuck to it even though I wanted to be a pilot even though I didn't know how to fly and I wanted to do all kinds of crazy tricks which I couldn't do and I nearly got caught and killed because I couldn't do it, but I stuck to it damn it and in the end it came in useful this one time." There you
0: go. And and also all those people who died because of me, I'm working to make sure that they I'm a better guy. But not really, because none of those lessons really stuck.
1: (laughs) Well, I liked it. It was like I got my money. I'm leaving. No, wait, I came back to save you all the last minute, but didn't kill Darth Vader because that would be too convenient. And then in the next movie, well, I'm leaving again. (laughs) I've got other
0: places to go because you've got used to
1: this. (laughs) I mean, I loved his whole thing. Was just uh, she, she's. Could you imagine that? Was being like, "I love you, Daddy." I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. He's not—he's not, not a great dad.
1: I mean, with Kylo Ren, though, I do think of those little comic book strip things, though, of where it's just a little kid and he's like do- drawing snowmen and just like stabbing it, <laughs> stabbing <laughs> yeah. it, and just Han there going, "He gets this from your side of the family."
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is I bet every time that Ben Solo acted up, it was like, "Well, we know where he gets this from, don't we?" And you are like, "Yeah, p- probably not." The the that straightforward,
1: really. It's 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 kind of weird because you would have thought that the you, you would have thought like Han and Leia with the way that their relationship she's incredibly responsible he's incredibly irresponsible they'd have some kind of medium but instead just pretty much they're like yeah we're both pretty irresponsible in the end let's just ship him off to the uncle and he seems the most responsible one
0: yeah which is weird considering he's got no actual experience of any sort of raising family. Considering that the most he's ever done is worked with droids and, and watched his, his his parents,
1: yeah, his his, his uncle and aunt from te- technically not even like, they're his uh, uh step uncle and aunt technically, yeah, and other ones that relate. So you would have thought that he'd be like I know what it's like to be abandoned with relatives that you don't really know or like. So I should be able to help you. I mean it's it's weird now how we've kind of like we're supposed to focus on this one parent, but he's such a bad parent that we have to compare him to other bad parents to really emphasize that this is how bad Han is as a parent. Yeah,
0: I mean there are a lot, as you said there are a lot of bad parents or parental figures in
1: Star Wars. And Han... But Han is definitely sort of drained st- at the bottom of his Han Solo saying, don't, I say, don't worry, I definitely shot first. <laughs>
0: exactly. He's, he's just... He, he gets away with it because he's, uh, he's a cool guy and he wears a waistcoat, so that's all you need. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, anyway, cause, uh, speaking of the other Star Wars films, an important um, subject that I'm sure all nerd dads are... Keep themselves up at night about is the the inevitable having to show the Star Wars films to your children, and then how you organise that particular mountain because at the moment it is it's it's, well it's eight main films plus the ninth coming at the end of the year plus two. So
1: if you're an expecting parent,
0: you're going to have to consider that too. There you go. You see, you, you could literally be like giving birth just before the next film, and then it'll completely change how you might have to look at these sort of things. We only know of the eight that we can discuss, which, and I mean, to be fair, it will mostly break down into sort of the original trilogy, then the prequels and the sequels and how you go around, that side of things.
1: I would mostly, I think we should definitely stick to, I think it basically is the whole argument is going to boil down to, do you want to show the prequels first or the original films first? Because everything else I don't think there's any reason you would ever think to go. I know The Force Awakens. That's a great place for someone who has never watched these films to start. I've
0: actually seen online some people who have been like, ah, well, The, the Force Awakens is the most sort of forward thinking film um, because it's got like a lead female character. And you're like, mm, well, there's a lot of baggage that's already wrapped up in these films um, that you're probably best off maybe just sticking with one or the other uh, beginnings. And then going back from that side of things, because it's Star Wars is a very complicated set of films to sort of organize either by chronology or even just um, through like artistic intent. Because uh, for one thing, who's artistic intent uh, because George Lucas, yes, George Lucas is a man who has a lot to be like praised about in terms of well-building. He is a, he's a great, well, builder no one's arguing that uh, but in terms of actual craftsmanship
1: he, he needs he needs to be anchored is one of the things that i've heard the most is that he keeps explaining stuff in terms that people don't understand like he's got ideas that he, that are so much in his head and his own understanding of uh, the way he views the world that it's hard for it to be translated yeah
0: and he doesn't exactly strike me as a a sort of a a great people person
1: well apparently he's not like some people will say like for the prequels like oh yeah you didn't have very good chemistry like really that's how you're delivering that line apparently as a director he he just tells people read this line and that's it like you say okay but what's my mindset don't worry about it just read the line (laughs) we'll we'll fix that in post Um, Yeah, pretty much yeah yeah, as they're... long as the shot looked good. <laughs> Even sometimes, if the shot doesn't look good,
0: there's some amazing uh, 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 like instances in the prequels where
1: what we read right now is this CGI horse thing <laughs> from the desert to be like have its butt shuffle right in your face. That's <laughs> that's important right now. That, this is essential to my scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, fo- focus on on the key aspects of um, you. You talk to this tennis ball, and it will be okay in the future because. CGI.
1: Well, well, it just reminds me too much of the old Dead Ringers thing. For that, it's just, "Hi, I'm George Lucas, the world's most powerful Ewok." <laughs> you know, some people, some people ask me, George, why do you keep going back and tinkering with the old classic films that we all love to make them like the new crappy films that we all hate? And you know what I say to those people? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is
0: possibly one of the best decisions he ever made was selling off Star Wars to Disney because even if you don't like the, the newer Star Wars films, there's no way that he could have made...
1: He could totally be doing what J.K. Rowling is doing right now. Like, so many people, they they wanted her to expand on the worlds and to go like, oh, what happened to them afterwards? And she started telling them that, and people were like, no, I don't like this. Stop doing this. Please, stop. (laughs) No. And it's like... Yeah, you should have seen this coming a mile away. Look what happened when George got to do the prequels. We all got Jar Jar, and everyone's like, "No, George, please stop! Don't do it."
0: Well, I mean, that's the other thing is is considering that, like the the first prequel is essentially supposed to be an introduction for like a family friendly Star Wars film because yeah. it is the one that, in terms Speak- of George Lucas's like mind, should appeal to children.
1: Well, this was a thing as well, apparently, from what I understand, I might be misremembering this, so don't quote me this as fact, but one of the reasons why he did start making the prequels was because he had his own son, and he wanted to show him something new rather than just digitally re-enhancing the old stories. You know, he wanted to have his son to have a proper theatre experience, because he is a big believer that these films, the Star Wars films, are not meant to be watched on at home, they're supposed to be watched in the theatre for that theatre experience. And I mean, considering the amount of, of like actual theater
0: he has at home, <laughs> good to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is something you want to watch in a public theater and get the the audience together. Is like, it is a big part of Star Wars. I mean, I remember, especially for the the most recent Star Wars, we've been to the cinema to see the main ones when they've come out, and they are they are culturally. It, they're culturally relevant things even if you aren't a nerd but specifically if you are a nerd it, to not have seen the star wars films like at all i mean there's no there are a point where you have to see them but to be able to have a conversation it's one of those touch sort of, sort of paper things where everyone's sort of like oh yeah we everyone knows everyone knows what star wars is it's not necessarily something you necessarily have to like Um, But it is something that most people will at least enjoy parts of it, mostly because it's one of those sort of mixed bag, something for everyone.
1: There is definitely something for everyone, except apparently good father figures. Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So in terms of organizing, um, as you say, we'll we'll probably stay off the sequel trilogy. We'll assume that they come last um, just because they aren't a, a George Lucas project. but.
1: Yeah, I would definitely, because especially since they're not finished either, because you definitely have to watch each series, you know, episode one to three, four to six, and then seven to nine. So since we haven't seen the ninth one, we will hold reserve judgment on that and maybe revisit this in the future yeah, topic to say, I, or for five seconds ago, yeah, we was, were sticking with our statement. Well, and that's the <laughs> other thing is, is, obviously
0: you've just said you, 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 you would assume that you'd normally re-watch the film's, in the either the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy but there are also those online suggestions where you would say um where you would reorder it to make sense of certain things and um, there's the I think it's called like the the machete or the, the hatchet ordering where you watch episode 4 and then episode i think it's episode f- possibly 5 and then it's episode 2 and, I oh know, sorry, the, I think the Hatchet one only has two and three, but I think the other one is um the one, episode one. It's weird having to remember them by episode numbers because it doesn't make any sense when you're trying to talk about it. But So you'd watch A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, then you go back to The Phantom Menace and watch Attack of the Clones and Returns of the Sith and then come back for Return of the Jedi as having those sort of three films intersected as like a flashback. So that when you find out that Vader is Luke's dad, you're like, oh, so this is how he became Vader. Um, I don't agree with that in any way, shape, or No, I don't or, agree or, with or, that either. Um, because <laughs> essentially, and this, this sounds like this is probably like a, a personal thing more than a, a, a necessarily a, an objective thing, but it makes most sense to watch them as you say, in sections of of the three, to be able to say these are the are three films, regardless of of like we, the the prequel or the original trilogy, these are three films that were made in a specific sort of like bubble. And if you were to say, okay, you can try and chop and change these, you end up with George Lucas, where you're like, oh, now I can put some special effects and 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 some extra scenes to try and justify this sort of information. And you're essentially playing into his hand of, of oh yeah, it's okay. It's, it's the way the story works is is you could jump back and forth and it doesn't matter because it's all the same universe. And whilst it is all thematically the same universe, they are very different stories: the prequel and the original trilogy. Um, they, they mirror each other, but the way they're handled is very different.
1: It's kind of an opposite. I always thought that, uh, to be personally like that, the the prequels are about the rise. To his falls, it's a, it's a, so that there are Anakin's like ascension for why he is who he is, and the uh, you know, say how he reaches say, so his lowest point, and how then the the original films are more more on Luke rising and overcoming you know his obvious like uh, setbacks. I f- say I am an orphan farm boy to hero of the universe, sorcery wizard person. Say space space wizard. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, and then of course, like Darth Vader's like rise back, you know, say how he how he uplifts himself from that lowest point and rises back. If you wanna, if you wanna follow it, because that's the thing that a lot of people argue too is, what's the Star Wars underlining story? Who is it about? And if you just had the prequels of the sequels, you could easily argue it's it's Darth Vader. Is it's it's really his story, and Luke is just sort of a consequential side character that has to be. That you have to follow for that and and i think that's that's fair to
0: say is in terms of the prequels then going into the the original trilogy if you do watch it in that order so you go the prequels first and then go into the original trilogy you do get a much more of a sense of the importance of of anakin and darth vader as like an overarching like movement from the the dark to the redemption um but alternatively if you do go with the original trilogy first so that you go with Luke's story and then how he brings his father back in um through redemption through his own like troubles and and his own conflicts internally and then going back to see obviously the conflicts that Anakin had to go through because of the relationships and the the lack of or the confliction of the la- of the love interest in the original trilogy, there is that sort of there isn't that sort of clear cut sort of traditional narrative that the prequel trilogy offers because essentially the prequel trilogy is is a, a com- quite convoluted love story, whereas the original trilogy is more uh, it is more it's, it sounds weird it's more of a, a family saga um because. The, the, the focus yeah. there in the prequels is, is that Anakin is an orphan who then wants to be um, wanted and wants to be needed and wants to be loved, and there go- goes looking for approval of sweater, whereas Luke has fairly robust, if not amazing, um, parental figures who then get taken away from him, and then he then has to then set out on the path of, of revenge, even though... He's mostly
1: doing it for a a, a
0: girl who he can't have at the end.
1: i always thought it was weird how he cuz like he he never seemed to show particular he seemed to be like frustrated and with with his parents like he didn't clearly wasn't going to be like oh i hate you and i hope that you burn in a fire <laughs> um but you know, when when they do die they're kind of like oh they're dead i guess there is no reason for me not to go off with this strange old man who yeah <laughs> been telling me hey i've been watching you all your life since you were a young boy making sure that you grow up safe Wow, that could sound really bad in certain contexts. Yes, now that you have mentioned it, it is rather bad. Here, have this. See, if it gets excited enough, it will extend for you. I hope it was. Say, let's sword fight. No, not that kind of sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is a, a really like um, issue-based character. He's not. He's not a great. Well,
1: he was definitely going senile. I'm, I'm definitely going to say it because. To disguise your name like ah yes, I've go from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone will know who I am and find me. I will call myself Ben Kenobi. No one will ever suspect it. It's like nah, it's you look like Obi-Wan. Nah, you can't be him. Your first name's Ben.
0: <laughs> do you think, do you think bounty hunters would regularly turn up at his door and just be like, "Oh, you're Obi Wan Kenobi"? It's like, no, I'm Ben Kenobi. No, go that's away. Piss different. off. Leave me alone. <laughs> it, it happens more often than you think. <laughs> it's just, it's a harmless uh, uh, confusion. that it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I mean, essentially, that's what I also feel like. Jedi mind tricks essentially come off as just an old man just doing like a a fairly stern voice and people have just been like, He's an old man. I don't really want to get into a fight with an old
1: man. It never looks good on anyone. Hey, we, we may be the evil empire, but and we destroy whole planets. But we don't want to be fighting an old man in the street.
0: <laughs> what if you
1: lost? Say, <laughs> like, damn it! I keep trying to punch him, but and he's standing perfectly still and can barely move. But I keep missing. <laughs> uh, all that aiming training that we had at the academy. Okay, these shot bolts are too accurate for solbs, troopers. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Poor stormtroopers, they never really come off very well. Well, see, I think it's the cruelty to them, I mean, they don't even make doors uh, tall enough for the tall stormtroopers, they keep hitting their head on the door.
0: Yeah, I mean, you think they'd have, like, a height limit, considering that... Aren't you a little short? They do have a height limit. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they have a height limit, but it's, it's, it's a height, like,
1: minimum <laughs> Rather than a height. You have to be this tall to join the Empire, <laughs> son, sorry.
0: Exactly. You're like, oh, oh no, you're you're a little bit like you're not gonna fit through the hatch very
1: well, so maybe just do something else. Maybe Well, here's the thing though, the Empire is not actually considered a bad thing by Luke. He's very easily swayed because it sounded like he was in the first film that he was gonna join the Empire and mm. he was gonna try to enlist so that he could be a pilot himself. And, that, yeah, and it's like, yeah, they're not even a bad thing. And then it, all of a sudden it was just like, oh, wait, they stole this girl that I have the hots for? The power of could tells me that they are an evil entity indeed. Exactly, I mean... Which, on our subject of which ways to watch, I think is, is, a, good, is a good example of why you should watch the um, original films first, because one of the problems that I have these days with a lot of TV series is that they have, like, ah, these guys are the bad guys, and then usually... You're sort of sat there waiting, going for. Are we waiting for the what a twist? They would turn out to be the bad guys the Mm -hmm. whole time thing. But you know, with that, you hear Luke basically saying, "Yeah, I want to join the Empire. I want to do this. I want to enlist and go off and do stuff." And it's like, no, no, life has a different plan for you. You're special. And then, then you learn by watching the actions that, yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're Mm -hmm. bad guys. I,
0: I would say I'd also agree that you'd it's best off watching the original trilogy. But I would say. The reason I would think that's an easier sell, especially to, to children, is because the main characters
1: are more likable. Well, it's 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 a much more softer introduction. You don't have to... Because with the prequels, like you had to read that text scroll to understand what was going on, whereas you don't have to watch the thing. Mm. And you get straight in with the action, you're not sort of bored with this idea of weight politics oh man this is a gr- say, I thought I was watching if I was going to watch a grown up movie they would at least get to see boobs <laughs> also another reason to watch the uh, prequels because apparently George Lucas made Carrie Fisher wear no underwear in the whole first movie because apparently there is no underwear in space uh,
0: that sounds like something he'd do as well
1: uh. apparently she was so pissed off with him and that did not go through it's like, don't worry, I've got something much more tasteful for you in the le- in the last film. There you go. I mean,
0: that sounds exactly like the kind of crazy stuff that George Lucas would do. I mean, he, he doesn't again; he doesn't come off as someone who's particularly like a, a a good, great person to be with. And considering how much the the first set of films required or lived on the editing, who was obviously which was obviously done by his wife, and then they ended up splitting up afterwards. Um which is understandable probably because if you if you get a man who's buying into his own hype and is told by that many people that he's that amazing and to them be like Well, it,
1: it's definitely he it's better when he's writing a story for sure, but I think the better Star Wars films are usually the ones that are directed by his uh, by his friends, as they say.
0: Yeah. He he is he does he does better when someone is there to rein him in. Yeah. Whereas if you let him go sort of like off on his own tangents, I don't know if you can hear that's the cat going off.
1: Yeah, I can't. <laughs> that's okay. Um, she's, I think, she's like, No, I disagree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, George Lucas is a, a genius, and therefore, we should all just respect him. It, yeah.
1: It's, it's kind of, uh, I think it depends on what you really want your kids to see because if you just want. If you're gonna be a parent who's basically like, "I need you to watch a set of films that will get you excited." there's much more action and somewhat easier stuff to watch in the prequels like it's like it's very much like oh sword fighting ship battles and robots fighting and you know, robots fighting each other or other. Then you know, uh, epic, ar- Drig robot mm. armies fighting, and you can be like, "Yeah." Then this is definitely for you. But if you want to be like, "No," I want you to understand good story writing. Watch the first two films, and then I guess watch this last one just to wrap it up. <laughs> Don't worry; it has Ewoks in it.
0: They're cute. I was gonna say this is the other thing: is is at least the the original trilogy ends on a on a high note. Whereas if you if you show them the prequel trilogy, by the end of the third one, if they haven't everyone you love
1: in. is dead or burned <laughs> yes
0: and and you also killed your, your wife so good going <laughs>
1: Well, actually, kind of, the kind of thing I I kind of want to say say with the, the prequels as well is it definitely feels like you could explain to your kids why you can't do stuff anymore. Say, like, okay, kids, the prequels of Anakin and Obi Wan fighting, yeah, that's me before I had you, and then in the for- say in A New Hope where they're fighting, that's me after you've had kids. <laughs> it's just one of those things I mean, Just They're just like a, Hey, remember when we used to fight over lava And hoverboards And f- do backflips We got old <laughs> and, and, and also lost an awful lot of limbs in replaced by robotic parts <laughs> So that's it uh, My knees don't work no more, son <laughs> Why? Because you were born And someone cut them off <laughs> Also, if you meet a guy called Ben, just don't don't go near him. He's a weird man. It just, basically, the, the whole thing for if you've watched the Family Guy Star Wars with Herbert being Obi-Wan, it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things to go like, oh, they're clearly over-exaggerating. It's like, when you actually look at it, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it is decidedly
0: odd, the relationship that Obi-Wan has with Luke. In least of all, because in terms of him being a like a an a, an authority or a someone to rely on he wasn't even trained properly himself <laughs> so was i if you remember yes <laughs> yeah it's like could could they not have found competent people who were very actually good at being jedis
1: to raise the next generation of jedis or is that just too much to ask for i mean i know they killed apparently they're saying it was yoda's fault because yoda was cuz yoda was pretty much um around shortly after the original Sith Empire had been beaten. So they were still training Jedi to beat the Sith of the, the Sith Empire, not the new Sith of the day. So uh, I don't say this is a bit of a tangent for extended universe stuff, but basically Yoda blames himself because he wasn't training Jedi to fight the new enemy. He was trying to, training them to fight the past enemies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would blame Yoda as well, mostly just because... Of training and raising people it didn't do a great job. Carry me on your back. Do backflips.
1: Jedi, you are now.
0: Mm. <laughs> exactly. But also, it's, it's like, Luke, you don't really get a lot of training that's very useful in terms of being able to handle things like when they get to a higher level. But more to the point, I also failed your dad as well. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you that.
1: I kind of find it interesting that basically, because uh, both Luke and Obi-Wan, they both basically became Jedi when they had to beat a Sith. And I'm like, uh, especially as a kid watching that from watching the original series, and then he's like, ah, I beat Darth Vader Insidious, I am a Jedi now. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> and then in the the first film, Obi-Wan beats Darth Maul, and he they're like, okay, now you're a Jedi now. And I'm like, really? But I thought there was only supposed to be two Sith. How on earth are there so many Jedi Knights and Masters when there's only supposed to be two
0: Maybe <laughs> what they do is just they sort of queue
1: up, and, and they all have a go at the same Sith, just like. So that's that's why that's why Yoda is so pissed off in the thing. He's like, mm, "Skip your turn, you did. Wait five more months. You have to be yeah, th- waiting list screwed up. It is. <laughs> that, that's
0: how the Jedi Council works. Is it's literally just sort of ah, we've got a slot coming up, but um, I'm afraid you're gonna have to book in your uh, your actual Sith fighting.
1: Oh. Uh- Oh, that's even the thing for Anakin there in the, the, the prequels where they're like, uh, you know, wh- while we uh, grant you a seat on the council, we do not give you the rank of master. Please be our unpaid intern for this job that you are not qualified for, but we're not paying you anyway. Exactly. So you don't get, you get all the per- all the work, no perks. <laughs> you don't get to ca- carry yourself around
0: with that sense of self-entitlement that we will earn by killing a Sith. <laughs> But obviously the same sif. I mean if you all just
1: stab him a little bit, you can all claim for it, it's fine. But that, that is the that is the big problem in my mind of when I think though which which way to start is because you can if you have them watch the prequels they can, they look at the net and say, they basically go, oh, so that's why because of this, and oh, that's why, so him doing that, that's what that guy's going to do in the future, and this is that. You sort of get all the little references to things, and of course, you're obviously spoiled from the beginning mm-hmm. when he's like, no, Luke, I am your father. And that's sort of like having to wait for the next movie for it to be like, yeah, he's definitely your father rather than was he saying that just to trick your mind? It's like, oh, no, we were his father. We we basically saw that whole sketch. That's why he killed her and everything, because he thought that Obi-Wan was the real father. I have heard that as well. That, you say making the prequels better without changing anything, but putting some kind of subtext in there is that Padme and Obi-Wan were really lovers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, again, that would assume that people would be able to like stomach being around Obi Wan for that period of time.
1: And ah, well, he you... doesn't have a great track record. Well, he's the master of trolling. If you watch the Clone Wars TV series,
0: oh yeah, I mean, this this is the other thing is is the whole like breadth of things outside of the actual films themselves, where it's like, oh, if you are gonna watch these the the original trilogy, but you've not watched the prequels yet. When you do watch the prequels, you'll then have to go back and go through these different medias because they can and can't be relevant depending on which ones you're looking at. And
1: you think, realistically,
0: there's a lot of baggage with Star Wars.
1: Uh, I definitely want to say one thing, though, for my claim, because uh, I remember this argument when I was a kid because... This was back in the 90s when the episode one was first revealed. It was first shown in theaters. I kept saying, I don't think Darth Maul is dead. And everyone was like, no, he's clearly dead. He got shut, cut in half and fell down a shaft. And I was like, yeah, but he's an alien. We don't know that cutting off his, you know, for all I know, he might st- be have a species that can survive that. Have you not watched Dragon Ball? <laughs> when Freezer like, oh, he fell down a shaft. Yes, but we, there's no body. <laughs> And then, of course, later on he turns out, yes, he did survive. And I was like, I, cla- I want to claim credit because I was for years saying he's not dead and he's going to fight <laughs> Obi-Wan to try to get his revenge and not survive. And I was totally right and no one believed me <laughs> because there was no internet to record your opinions on back then.
0: <laughs> so so many times you'd be able to tell people you told them so, but now they're just lofted into the ether. Well, you can tell them now, Max. It's... You were right. <laughs> it, it was a case. I was right, Jack. You know who you are. <laughs> if you are listening, then I'm afraid Mex has told you and he did tell you then. So, But if you are approaching this like Star Wars, by all means, feel free to retcon it yourself, Jack, so that you were in fact right. And Mex hasn't said that at all. And he, there were aliens there all along and some CGI Ewoks. So by all means, if if George Lucas can change history, feel free to do it yourself. That's we're in a post-truth universe, so um, you can go back and so retcon things. I, I mean,
1: facts have no use anymore. Numbers are next. There you go. When everyone's saying two plus two is four, we're like, no, it's five. Why? I feel that it's five, so there therefore go. it is. <laughs> and, and speaking of, of justifications for
0: that we feel, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I feel that the original trilogy is the is the best trilogy to watch first and that the prequel trilogy is then a, a good sort of uh, a lead into what will then be the, the sequel trilogy um, because essentially once you've seen the original trilogy if you decide that you don't really want to watch the prequels because for whatever reason you, you don't like the history every, of people I think
1: everyone's going to have to watch the prequels cuz we had to watch them you have to suffer too
0: Oh yeah I mean as a, as a father <laughs> if if I have to go through Jar Jar Binks my children are going to too I mean there's there's no there's no getting away from that that that, that sort of
1: awful um emotional scarring and and borderline like I mean I love that they try to. They sort of took it on board that Jar Jar was annoying, so they try to make him more of a political intellect later on. Like he became the representative of the Gungans from Naboo and was in the Senate. And then it's like, but wait, then he screws up majorly by basically giving Palpatine. All the power.
0: Yeah, that—that's what I was going to say. Is this in terms of like Darth Jar Jar? It uh, still
1: could. It could still happen. It could still happen. If they
0: do end up with Darth <laughs> Jar Jar, then we'll all we'll all just stand there at the end of the cinema. We'll all like mouths agape and be like,
1: "Well, well played." <laughs> we didn't oh, see it yeah, coming. Oh, Papi, manipulated me. <laughs> okay, Papi. <puppy. laughs>
0: there you go, and and. Let's face it, I mean, some of the Star Wars fans really deserve that as an ending because of of how vehemently they, they hold up the original trilogy and, and say that you can't have the... or the prequels don't count, or the sequels aren't the right things.
1: You're like, well, they just not like the... That's like the argument for Star Trek versus Star Wars, and they're like, well Star, Star Trek is so boring and political, and it's like, what about the prequels? The Galactic Senate doesn't count. That doesn't count either. <laughs>
0: okay so i would i would say in terms of as i would entirely agree with you in terms of being a a nerd dad that the original trilogy if you when not if when you you were showing star wars to your children the original trilogy
1: on vhs just (laughs)
0: <laughs> on VHS on an old uh, CRT TV, one of those brown ones with the knobs on the side.
1: Same. And, and No, 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 pos- pos- no volume, con- no, no remote control telling like, no, nope, this is how we did it when we were kids. We sat in front of it and we touched the thing to make the volume go up. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's your job. You have to get up and you have to change the volume by hand. And, and also, um, at some point, the uh, the VHS gets a bit warped so you know, oh you got you gotta
1: press the you gotta press the tracking button go press negative 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 that's not working now press positive <laughs> double the amount that you press the negative <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah you get the tracking just all right and then you'll sit through it and then halfway through or so you'll find that someone's just taped something over it anyway and you get the end of uh, I don't know canine uh, the the cop movie about uh, the police dog or or um, one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies someone's taped it over that because your VHS is actually one that's been filmed um off of a someone else's copy or or worse yet is uh done from when they first showed them on television back in the day and oh cases. yeah
1: like, like you say, all of a sudden you'll get an old commercial from channel 4 and you'll be like wait do they still make this product anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, that like we we basically have agreed that definitely the original films. But I'm not one of these people who's a pure prequel haters. I do think they have uh, their pluses. They they do have their merits, but mm. I feel that it's kind of it, it's more like trying to find Easter eggs in something than actual the films are good. Like, Darth Maul is, like, the best thing ever to come out of the prequels, in my personal opinion. Always be a favorite. That's why... That's Everyone should watch that, just for Darth Maul.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is in terms of the... like People belittle the Phantom Menace, but it is the most original part of that entire trilogy, is having all the new things that George wanted to go do. And then, because they are prequels, they didn't get stuck having to go back and, and then focusing on anakin whereas really as i say the most interesting part of the original trilogy isn't just the relationships between the people it's the universe he builds around those people like the robots like the aliens like the cantina all that sort of stuff and then you get to the point where you're like but when we have to keep coming back to these people and you know what they're going to do because uh, a they're people and we already know what their their future is set up in the prequels but even in the original trilogy it's it's it's
1: fairly like Well, that's sometimes the problem, like, watching the original trilogy, you know for a fact that C-3PO and R2-D2 are not going to die, despite, in the prequels, the numerous perils they go through. Especially when you first see R2-D2, because, like, he's one of, like, four or five astromechs trying to fix the ship, and almost every single one of them dies except him. (laughs) And like, there's no suspension there. You're not like, oh my god, is that droid going to make it? But at the same time, you don't have that emotional investment because it's the first time you're seeing him. So you're like, oh, R2's going to fix it. It'll be fine. Yeah, It's one of those weird things of ex- expectations for a film. If you're watching them completely isolated, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, like, There's all those sort of hits. It's like, it's one of those things of, do you want to enjoy the surprise that he becomes that, or see that he becomes that and find out how he became it, is really the big question. But I do think that the original story, it's kind of very clear this is why George Lucas had this as his original stories, and then made up extra stories for it. <laughs>
0: and that, that's the the real trouble there, is is if you do the original trilogy is a better set of films to show someone f- for them to enjoy. But f- story-wise, if you don't show them the prequel trilogy, even though it does go through a whole bunch of stuff where it, it essentially gets retroactively spoiled by the original trilogy, um, it is that thing where you uh, you have to go through it and be like, oh, okay, so these these droids, you know they'll be fine. You know Anakin's going to get... He's not going to die here. There's no real
1: fear here well i mean like if it wasn't for the fact that palpatine is so clearly uh, sidious from the very get-go i would have been like you don't when you're watching the pre if it weren't for that you'd have been watching the prequels going Oh, there's the separatists and the re- the republic. So which one of them becomes the empire? I'm guessing it's the separatists become the empire, and take over. But because you know Sidious is that person, like oh, oh, so this is politi- so this is politics except with sp- in space.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's one of the, the the borderline like most difficult things with the Phantom Menace is because it does that thing where it does focus on the
1: aliens and the other characters. They could have done more there, but. It definitely does feel like there are some times going, huh, this is this guy. You like this guy. I mean, the fact that Mace Windu is played by Samuel L. Jackson, sometimes it feels that that's what they're basically doing. It's just like, huh, Samuel L. Jackson is a Jedi. Look at this. Isn't that cool? And you're like, yes, it is. But, you know, it would have been... But did you make Mace Window a cool character, or is he cool because he's played by <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I would say... We, whilst we've, it seems like we both agree, watch the original trilogy, and then probably watch the prequel because it is it is a good prequel.
1: Well, I, I feel I feel as a metaphor for being a dad, it's kind of like having children. You 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 have children, and sometimes you don't know how it's going to go. And you have one the first child, and they're great, and you're they're like oh, they're awesome. Love you, daddy. Do you want some toast, daddy? Say I managed to make money, Daddy. Do you want some so that you can retire early? And then you, and then you, then you have the next kid. Then you have the next kids that you're like, oh man, th- those kids got me this, and I barely put anything into that, and just gave them love and support. Let's shove money into this second kid, just like. Feral. <laughs> they keep <do, laughs> that. You keep telling them not to do the wrong things because they'll hurt themselves, and then they keep doing it and not getting hurt, and you're just so annoyed. Uh,
0: well, they. So, what you're suggesting is is the original <laughs> trilogy is the the, uh, the the brilliant child that you have originally, and the prequel trilogy is a feral
1: child, it's, which it's, is it's,
0: a good analogy for those set of films.
1: <laughs> and and and. At the, at the moment the the uh, the the sequel trilogy is turning out to be that uh, that that daughter who you're just like I've had two sons I'm not sure how to raise a girl kind of feeling. <laughs>
0: Yeah, George Lucas is like, ah, oh, I'm glad I didn't ever have to deal with those problems.
1: Well, it's kind of, well, it's like with the whole thing of like, oh, it's raising a girl, so it's like, ah, well, I've not been a girl. I'm going to rely on other people to say, I'm going to rely on my wife to help you get through things because they understand what you're going through much better than I do. <laughs>
0: Well, that that that's probably a good way to to finish our our look at the, <laughs> the Star Wars. The sequel trilogy is is a girl that we don't know how to deal with because we're fans. dads <laughs> and dads. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, I think we better be wrapping it up for that episode, This episode now, because obviously, you're all gonna go out and think long and hard as dads, or even not as dads as. As parents
1: <laughs> and people who might have kids and who definitely don't want to have kids, <laughs> especially after our analogies.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, certainly. If we put anyone off from having children, well, I mean, it's your own decision at the end of the day. But remember, it could turn out like Star Wars. So, and, and no one wants to end up being Han
1: Solo. So, <laughs> if, if nothing, if nothing else, pr- say first trilogy first, and don't be Han Solo. <laughs>
0: There you go. Those are the lessons you should have learned from this podcast. Um, so all it leaves me to do now is to say thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is Paul Stevens. Um, you've been listening to The Charming Mex. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll hopefully speak to you again in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.